Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. If you are on right now, it's because you saw the title, Fasting, Frequently Asked Questions, Everything You've Ever Wanted to Know. We are answering it today, and that's why you're on. We're going to be talking about that at the top of the hour, 12 noon. If you're watching in the replay, you can actually go down to the timestamp and fast forward if that's really solely all you're here for. But if you're watching live right now, here's what we've got in store for you until that time. Right now it is family chat, followed by a brand new segment, that I'm going to let Buddy tell you what it is. It's called Nailed It, or Fa Nailed it or Failed It. You'll have to figure out what that is at 1140. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, followed by a time of prayer, then What's Right Elementary, and then What's the Word. It's going to be a good day, good mm -hmm. Friday, and we just thank you so much for being on. As you are watching, take this time and subscribe to our pages. Subscribe to the What's Right page mm -hmm. on Facebook and to the Brian Wright YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and then set the notifications to come on, so that way when we go live, you never miss a moment. It's going to be Awesome, and we're just really excited that you're here today. Take some time, comment, because here's why. Number one, we love you, and we want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. But number two, the person who helps us hit 100 comments first, the fastest, gets a gift card on us to you, just because we love y'all, and your wife is on. Hi, wife. <laughs> Serena Crabtree. Pastor Nicole is being a super fan, and she's watching on both platforms wow, right now. That's impressive. Super fan. She says, nailed it or failed it. What a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like, I'm going to let you explain. I'm like, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, Pastor Nicole says, set an alarm on your phone. No one wants to miss lunch that's plus. True. Otherwise, your lunch is just lunch. That's How true. boring. There's no also, plus. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, right below the screen, there should be a little bell mm. uh, under there. You can click that bell and set it up so that you can get notifications anytime we go live. And so make sure you do that because because you want to beat Johnny in the comments. It's right? true. It didn't happen today. No. no, that's not true. Actually, I'm sorry. I saw Shaver. Arabella was the first commenter Whoa. today. His daughter. The impartation is real and the family's just on it. But <laughs> but Arabella was our first commenter today. Oh, it's going to be so good. As we're hopping into our first family chat question, though. We want to share something really exciting for you right now. Like this is this is brand new breaking information. Mm -hmm. This Sunday here at Boomerang Church, you know Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., I think I know him. the one that we've talked about all week long, yeah. whose book we're giving away to the people who are sewing in. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be here Sunday here at Boomerang for the Holy Spirit service. I, we told y'all that Holy Ghost weekend was going to be a good one. It is. And he's going to be here. It's going to be awesome. 4 p.m. here at Boomerang. You don't want to miss it. So come on out. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Bella says, you sound like official YouTubers. Here's the image uh, for so the Miracle Breakthrough service that's going to be this Sunday at 4 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be a great time. Okay, let's put up our first question of the day. George says, hi, wife. Look, <laughs> he copied. That's cool. Hi, George. I love you. Okay, what commercial gets stuck in your head easily? Oh, it just jumped into my head. <laughs> you know which one it is for me, right? Berries and cream, oh. berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries, berries and, and cream. cream. That's Starburst. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and Cream. That's so. the best commercial that's ever happened. That's Starburst. Uh, <laughs> you can YouTube that. 
Uh, Be Bella said, Liberty Mutual. Liberty, 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 Liberty. That's a good one. Um, the one that got stuck in my head for years, and as soon as I hear commercial, it's what I always think of, is the old Six Flags ones with the old uh, man. The Another one uh, <laughs> that would get stuck in my head is J.G. Wentworth. Bum, ba -dum, bum, right. bum, bum. Well, there's that, but then like the whole opera, I have an annuity and I need cash now, <laughs> called J.G. Wetworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Do you That's remember that true. one? I do. That was a good one. Um, for Marky and I, for the main people, the one, the like the original commercial that would get stuck in my head, they had a store up there called Martin's, mm. and Martin's is like Salvation Army plus TJ Maxx plus ghetto, but it's awesome. Like, it's it's everything you could ever need in a thing. And they have a little jingle that I should have bought it when I saw it at Martin's. And that when would I be When I saw it? When I saw it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marky in all caps says, Liberty Mutual is so true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, William said, I've still got the Little Caesars double deep dish combo mambo stuck in my head. I don't know that. I don't know that one either. You work sounds, there. I know I did work there, but. I still have no idea what that is. <laughs> it sounds like it gets stuck in my head. John Napier says, one-liners from Old Spice commercials. Mm -hmm. If your grandfather didn't wear it, uh, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, Arabella says that we are farmers and the USAA commercial. Mm. Um, I one. also have the um, o o o O'Reilly's. Uh. Auto parts. That's a good one. <laughs> See, these, th this is like expert marketing right now. That's probably why you put a jingle before every, before every segment. Um, I really, like, I was inspired with this one after the other day when you got the, the dumb song stuck in my head. The da 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 it's that I used to know somebody. Oh. I really just I didn't wanted, get that stuck in your head. You did, though. No, I never sang that. You did when we had the se the segment the the oh, I did? The, the special wow. name segment. So I was like, I'm gonna get all the songs stuck in Buddy's head there today. There you go. Thank you. The Kit Kat commercial <laughs> says Natalie Wagner. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat mm. bar. Marky says it's always weird to me when I get words for things with no music stuck in my That's head. That's true. I get that one. Okay, let's put up the second question. <laughs> but I've been enjoying this first question so much. That's true. Um, the Three Musketeers has a commercial that has a jingle. I don't Apparently. know that one. Look at that question. Ooh. What problem or situation did TV and movies make you think would be common, but when you grew up, you found out it wasn't? I think we can all agree that quicksand. Truth. Quicks, quicksand for sure was the Truth. one that I thought would be more of an issue. That I, is not an issue at, at all. I remember having nightmares of like, I'm going to someday get to quicksand <laughs> and it's going to eat me. Pastor, Pastor Colson, Colson, quicksand. quicksand. <laughs> I think That's we can all agree, so quicksand for sure has not been as big of an issue. Um, Johnny Shaver, quicksand. <laughs> Serena said, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on fire as much as they made me expect. I haven't been on fire <laughs> as much. So I like how intense you guys are thinking. I went to, like, in Disney movies, all the, like, princesses that go out in the wind, and the wind whips their hair backwards, and it never gets stuck in their face. Oh. I Like, I went there. The wind huh. plus hair does not equal a romantic moment outside. It equals, like, stuck in your face, and you're blind, and you can't see. Um, but there's that. <laughs> George says polar ice caps melting. He thought that would be a... A big, big issue. <laughs> um, this is fun. I definitely met way fewer talking animals than I expected to meet in my lifetime. You expected to meet 
more talking about When I was a children, all I watched when, was when you Disney. Were a children? When I was a children, <laughs> when I was a young warthog, um, like I thought everybody sang and I thought that animals would talk to me and neither of these things are true. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Disney like gave me really strong illusions of what life was gonna look like and it didn't. <laughs> Arabella says, struggling in life, then having a song about it and it goes away. <laughs> I'll have to sing and my problems go away. Although well, that that's that's kind of, kind of accurate. So <laughs> I like okay, on this same vein, have I ever told you of the time where I when I realized that I sing out loud in public? Oh, you were singing about Yes, yeah. I was in a grocery store and I was just shopping and I'm like, I'm gonna get the blueberries, but should I get the blackberries too? Like I'm just singing out loud to myself and this lady behind me is like, honey, if you're singing about it, you really should buy it. And I realized <laughs> in that moment, oh no. That was out loud. <laughs> and I realized how much I do it. George, George also points it out like when I'm just singing through conversations, he's like, stop it. <laughs> So that's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Family Chat. Now we're moving on to our first ever time doing this brand new segment, Nailed It or Failed so It. So excited. It's going to be great. We'll see you in just a second for Nailed It or Failed It. <laughs> Hey guys, it's me and my invisible friend, Marky, who's not invisible anymore. She manifested. I got my radio stuck <laughs> to my mic, so. You could have you gotten that figured out before you came on screen. It would have been a while. You guys just wouldn't have seen me for this. So you're just gonna chill there with your radio it's, kind of hanging It's it. very stuck okay. and intertwined. All right, so. well, anyway, welcome. Two, nailed it or failed it. Here's what we're gonna be doing in this segment today. I'm actually really excited about this. Me too, whenever you're like, we have a brand new one, and it's always good. Yeah, uh, did you get to see any of those? No, I oh, haven't seen any no of it. I'm, this is brand new to me. The videos are in there though, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> He's like, but you did it, right? Yeah, yeah I did it, yeah. All right, so <laughs> what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be playing part of a clip of a video that that's, would be potentially amazing. That's potentially oh. be amazing. But we're gonna cut it off right before the potential amazing point. And you're gonna have to, uh, to, to guess whether you think these people nailed it or failed it. Oh, that's right? so, so cool. I, so in the full clip, they either nailed it or failed it. Everyone's <laughs> saying, I failed it. <laughs> Marky's having problems. Nicole, Marky failed the earpiece. Kevin, Marky already failed it. it. William said Marquise is having problems. <laughs> this is going to be great. So guys, we want you to put in the comments as well. Whenever the videos come up, we want you to guess whether you think these people nailed it or <clears throat> failed it. And it's going to be good. This was a great segment for this to happen I know, on. It really it was. Perfect. It really was. All right, well, let's start with our first video of the day. You can just start playing it right now. 
Wow. Oh, all right. Now you have to guess whether you think that man just nailed it or failed it. Like, like what is about to What's happen? What's about to happen? And is then are we going to see another video of the final? Of, yeah, yeah of what the happens? entire video. Okay, I think he nailed it. Like, that looked pretty solid. Yeah. He looked like he knew, like, the way he was going in and everything. He mm. looked like he knew he was what he was doing. Yeah, Bella said nailed it. Serena said, that looks safe. <laughs> Pastor Nicole said, failed, hits a car. <laughs> Johnny said, failed. Deb says, failed. Uh, Priscilla says, nailed it. Oh, they're coming up quick. Uh, Mom said, failed. He looked woobly. <laughs> um, <laughs> John said, failed it. All right, let, let's put up the full video. Let's see if he nailed it okay. or failed it. Yes, he, he I for sure nailed it. Look at that. Uh, William said, that looked about as solid as a bowl of noodles. He gonna fail. Oh, he nailed it for oh. sure. He like, at the beginning, it was real shaky. That was impressive. All right, let's put our next one up. Ooh, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> nailed it or failed. All right. Have you ever seen those guys on the trampolines? Nailed it or failed it. You know, I, the guys who jump up and down yeah, on the trampoline. Yeah, like do. they do like stuff in the air, like yeah. tricks and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just the fact that anyone can do that, I have respect for them. So That's I'm going to put, I, I'm going to give him respect and, and confidence and say he nailed it. All right. Oh, they're coming in quick. Bella says, failed it. We got, uh, good morning. He going to get hurt, says Barrett. Jo uh, Johnny says, nailed it. George nailed it. Uh, Priscilla failed it. Nicole failed it. Pastor Nicole, sorry. Deb said failed. John said failed. We got a bunch of fails. We got some nails. Let's see. Did he nail it or fail it? Let's put it up. He for sure failed. Oh, oh I didn't <laughs> know he was like trying hard. to go back up there. Yeah, oh, he, if I knew he was trying to go back up on the top, I would have said failed. I, either way. He just kind of hit his butt. That like, was a big fail. He, he just, just boom. Uh, that corner just boom, his butt. <laughs> All right, let's put up our, our next one on the screen. This is fun. This is fun. Mom said, ouch. All right, nailed it. Ooh. Oh. All right, this guy's balancing on a little thing and trying to do a backflip. Did he nail it or fail? Um, well, considering where his feet were going to be, the, the thingy, the green thingy was mm. like here, and his feet were going to be like here. So is he trying to land back on that green thing? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say failed. Failed? Yeah, All right, I'm we gonna got, say failed. We got failed, failed, oh, failed. Oh, Jose! Hello, Jose Romero. Hey, Jose. Uh, failed, nailed. Serena's like, nailed it? She's like, oh. <laughs> I love that Jose didn't even say failed or nailed. He just <laughs> said, nope. Pastor Nicole, I want to believe the best. I say nailed it. We got nail it, fail, fail, fail. Let's put it up. Let's put it up on the screen. Did he nail it or fail? Oh! oh he whoa. for sure nailed it. He did. Wow. Uh, Deb said, I think it's a bushwhack. Nailed it. I, I don't, don't know, know what that means. Yeah. I have no idea. All right, we got one means. more. Let's put it up on the screen. Final one. Oh. Or was that okay. the last one? No, we got one more. Oh, we got one more. Yeah. All right. Nailed it or failed it. All right, this guy is a gymnast. Oh, I didn't see much. Like, he didn't, what is he even trying to do? He was, something He could for just sure. be having a nice stroll on it. Just stroll. Like, <laughs> just relaxing time on it. Like, <laughs> okay. Barrett said failed. Bella says nailed. 
He's getting ready to do something amazing. He, the fact that he, okay, like, like Pastor Nicole said, no momentum. The fact mm. that he was going so slowly that he looks like he's like, it's like, mm. it's like uh, equivalent to a walk in the park. I'm going to say all right. failed. All right. All right. Well, I see a bunch. Oh, we hit our hundredth comment of the day. We did. It was my mother. Oh. Mom Crabtree, well done. Yay. You get a gift card. Yeah, you get a gift card for sure. All right. Let's put it up. Who did he? Oh the no! Video for the last one. The world will never know. I guess you'll have to find out next time. Oh my gosh! Are you gonna leave? <laughs> you're gonna leave us on a cliffhanger? Well, it's not like we could see the end of it. Oh my god! I could just tell you what happened. Oh my gosh! Nothing. No, I kind of want to leave this hanging. All right, well, guys, it's time for prayer. <laughs> this is horrible. Everyone's doing prayers. Be like, guys, I hope you still love us. <laughs> to you. Please forgive them. You know, this is a great exercise. The fruit of the spirit says love, joy, peace, and patience. Now, Buddy and Marky have decided to exercise your, your fruit of patience with them. So forgive. Um, what a great time to come to prayer. We're going to put down that flesh that would like to, <laughs> that would like to be frustrated and we're, it's going to be awesome. Pastor Nicole said, fine, I'll pray for you. <laughs> he failed it. <laughs> I really hope Buddy was unmuted or you could hear him. He said he failed it. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Today for prayer, we have a confession. We have two confessions that we're actually going to put up. But before we do, I want to take some time and pray for you, specifically to pray for the fast that you guys are on. I know the majority of our viewers right now, you are seeking the Lord at the beginning of this year and you are fasting. You've sought the Lord. You're learning about fasting. You were committing your works to him. And now I want to pray with you and for you that this fast would be the most blessed fast that you have ever been on before. The Lord spoke a word this past Sunday, and he said that he was going to be fulfilling. He was going to be manifesting the things that you are fasting and praying for quickly. He was going to be answering those prayers quickly in the first third of this fast. The first week of this fast, we're going to have our prayers answered. And then the rest of the time was going to be intimacy with him. And we're going to be praying and believing to see those things happen. In Isaiah 58 it says, is this not the fast which I choose, says the Lord, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to, to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light, your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth. 
and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking of wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will shine. It will shine in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday and the Lord will continually guide you. He will satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient's ruins. You will raise up the age old foundations and you will be called the repairer. This is what is promised to those who fast according to the Lord. And we're going to see these things manifest. Father, I ask in Jesus mighty name that you bless those people who are fasting in the name of Jesus as they have sought your face and as they have prayed, Lord, break every bondage over their life. Break every bondage of every yoke, every bond of wickedness. Let that thing be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask in Jesus' mighty name, that your glory shines upon them, that the glory of the Lord come upon them even now, that your glory, it's their rear guard. It goes before them, comes behind them and camps all around them. Lord, wherever they turn, they see the glory of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you that in dry places, we are wells, eternal wells. Father, we thank you that we're like a watered garden. We are not withered. We thrive no matter the season or circumstance. I thank you, Lord, that our families thrive. Our finances thrive, Lord, for every person who is giving themselves to you. During this first part of the year, every viewer who is watching right now, who is honoring you in the name of Jesus, honor them openly for what they are doing privately. Honor them openly as they seek your face. Honor them openly in Jesus' mighty name. Do a work that no man can deny that the finger of the Lord, that the hand of the Lord, that the glory of the Lord was upon your people. Let it be done quickly. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command faith and blessing to be upon your men and women who are watching this broadcast right now and who have put their honor on display. Father, honor those who honor you. In the name of Jesus, John Napier and his family will be honored this year in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that you are restoring things back to the fullness of what they were called to be in Jesus' mighty name for every viewer watching. Bodies are restored back to fullness of health now in Jesus' name. Life and life in abundance. Dreams are restored. Promises are restored. Broken relationships are restored. Families are healed. Restore your people back to the fullness of Christ in the name of Jesus. Let it be done quickly. Let a quick work take place in Jesus' mighty name. Sanka Bankari Atiyoko, let 2021 be the most glorious year that your people have seen, God. Let it be done quickly. Let it be a quick work because your son is soon returning. Do a quick work for your people. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon us. We thank you, Lord, that light bursts forth like the noonday sun out of the people who are honoring you in Jesus' name. Now put this in the comments, say light is bursting out of me today and the glory of God rests on me.
put those two things in. And as you're typing, let's say these last two confessions together. Let's put up confession number six. Join your faith with mine. Confession number six says, as we're putting it up, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven, declare this with faith. The struggle is over. Hallelujah. You don't struggle for anything. God is making it easy today. Hallelujah. We're going to walk over. We're, we're, I'm going to walk over. You're not. You're going to sit there and watch us. Well, I'm going to hand this over to Buddy because it is time for What's Right Elementary, me versus Marky. Can we graduate the fifth grade today? Lord Jesus, I keep increasing in wisdom. <laughs> Buddy, over to you. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to What's Right Elementary. But before we jump into this segment, I have a little video that I want you to see. <laughs> oh. Let's put it up. Way to be kind. Good job. <laughs> and he failed it. <laughs> he failed it for sure. All right, well, guys. Did you see all we, the people that stopped commenting after? <laughs> you're like, next week, guys. <laughs> I didn't see people start commenting. I saw a lot of comments coming. Like, what is this injustice? Um, Let them pray. So Let the Lord heal their hearts. It's cool. <laughs> all right, well, oh, look, people love me again. Thank you, guys. All right, well, now it's time for What's Right Elementary. This is the segment where we find out whether or not you or us would pass elementary school. We I've have, done it once. You've passed once. elementary school once? Right. I've never got all of these right, ever. I think my best was like getting three. It's okay. Oh. It's going to be awesome today. So we got questions ranging from grades one to grades five. Uh, varying subjects It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll ask the question. The first person to raise their hand gets to give the answer. And uh, you get a point if you get it correct. If you get it wrong, I'll hand it over to the person next to you. We have a bell. However, we do have a bell. We do. It's so far, though. It's right. <laughs> um, there are moments where I wish that the force was real. I'm like, yeah. um. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's one thing that. Force. <laughs> oh. There it is. Look at that. You're a Jedi. Look, and, it ma and it matches our hallway. It does. So. So, guys, we need your help in the comments. When the question we comes do. up, help us out, because we, we might not, the, not we, know the answers, and you might. So help us out in the comments. All right. We literally Are you guys out. ready for grade one? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's jump into first grade. First okay. grade history. <clears throat> Neil Armstrong was famous. Ah, dang it. What? <laughs> to the moon. To the moon? For going to the moon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was famous dang for it. being the first I man to do what? One. To walk on the moon, which I'll give you that one. Bear's well hand done. got in the way of mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's because you were being sneaky sneaks and you were going to answer before he did. did you just so say I'm like, sneaky sneaks? Fine, I'm going to answer it too. All right. You just did like faster. <laughs> Second grade English. 
So here's the question. What are the five interrogative or question words? Who, what, where, when, why, how? All right, that's six, but so you went a little overboard. But yeah, it's who, what, when, where, and why. <laughs> how is just in there. <laughs> I mean, how is like the extra addition, it's true. you know? And sometimes. And sometimes. sometimes. Oh, and sometimes how. how. Yeah, I got it. Great job! Like, I, I had no idea what you were referring to. All right, now let's jump into third grade geography. I just went strong for the two subjects I knew. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now it's getting interesting. All right, what is the name of a body of land surrounded by water? Peninsula, or no, an island. <laughs> Wait, I gotta, think, I gotta think through the question. An right. island, the name of land sur no. surrounded by water. Yeah, an island. Yes. An island. <laughs> yes, it's an island. A peninsula is one it's that's on like three, on three sides. sides. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah. thinking that was where you were going, and then I realized, wait, we, it's just an island. Did you yeah. see my hand going back? I'm like, oh, it's peninsula time. Island. <laughs> I, was, I was ready. That, that, that was you giving her a signal that she was wrong. It's true. But she already had it before I had my that's hand. True. That's true. I saved myself. Well done, Marky. <laughs> This is now. This is like another version of nailed it or failed. It's just live and it's us and it's humbling. It's cool. <laughs> it's true. All right, we're getting into fourth grade science now. Here we go. Animals that eat plants and animals are called what? Plants and yeah, animals are called what? What do I, you call? I, I can't remember what it is. An animal that eats both. Comment, plants. comment. I can't remember what it is. Well, comment. An herbivore is the one that eats plants. Yeah. A carnivore eats meat. But yeah. Is what is? Omnivores. Sure. Thank you, John. Yes. Thank we, you. I call them om nom nomnivores because they eat everything. <laughs> do you do see you? that right yeah. there? <laughs> do you see that right there? I just won that because of you guys. Like <laughs> well we, did, we weren't gonna get that. Thank we got you it from so you. Much. Thank I, you. I was gonna make up a new word. I was gonna be like. Her, herb carnivore. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. All right, so we've made it to third grade so far. Let's see if we Yay. can pass fifth grade, guys. We need help. Fifth grade math. I like the buddy just proclaims we need help. <laughs> A father has $200 and wants to split it evenly with his five children. How much does each child get? Uh... Do you, do you have the answer? 21, no, 20, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm done. All right, Barrett. Hang on. Don't, don't look at the screen yet. I'm not. I, I really like, want to know I've, if you can get this. My brain stopped for a second. Okay. I hate math! Math <laughs> <laughs> is my least favorite. Hang on. All right, since you already got it wrong, you can't get it right now. Okay. I just want to let you know. Okay. It goes in, four goes into 20, $50? No, hang on, no, $40. Forty dollars yep, is the correct oh, answer. Look at you, look at Arabella getting Pastor, it. Pastor Nicole said, "Depends on if he has a bully big brother who <laughs> takes, takes off when dad isn't looking." That's funny. Yes, it is indeed forty dollars. Yeah. My brain like glitched immediately, and I wanted to shout sixty, and I was like, "That's that's not right. That, that's not proper math." I'm just curious. You said that twenty-one. Was <laughs> that was your first guess. Don't ask. <laughs> just don't, don't ask. Okay. Rachel said that was just sad. Look it. It's been a while since I've been in a math class. It's true. And it's you're true. not live with people watching you. It's true. It's oh, a very true. true. Pastor Nicole, that's not nice. <laughs> she said agreed, EO. <laughs> <laughs> All 
That All was right. sad. Well, with that being said, guys, thank you for joining us for What's Right Elementary. Now we're going to be transitioning over to Barrett. She has a couple announcements for you. And then we'll dive into What's the Word with Pastor. It's going to be great. We'll see you in just a second. But Pastor Nicole put in the comments, y'all, it was 200 divided by five. I know. My brain went into time instead of into money. And so I went, it's, that's, it's, uh, it was rough. Thank you for helping us every single week with that segment. Marky and I talk often of how thankful we are for you guys making us more intelligent. Good job. Here's what we've got going on. We told you at the top of the hour, well, we told you about 30 minutes ago, but for those of you who are on right now, exciting, brand new, breaking information, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., is going to be at Boomerang with us this Sunday, and this Sunday night only until kickstart at 4 p.m. Remember how we told you that the Holy Spirit weekend was going to be awesome? It is. It's going to be even extra special because evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be here with us at 4 p.m. for the Holy Spirit night. Every single Holy Spirit weekend, we end it with the Holy Spirit night, and evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be preaching. It's going to be great. We're so excited to have him here with us. Make plans to be here. And tomorrow, um, we're going to be having Soul Winning Saturday. It's going to be an awesome time. We're just so excited about it. And then speaking of evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., guys, do, are, are you familiar with him? I don't know if we've talked about him enough this week. He is, he's a man of God, and <laughs> he's a great friend of the ministry. He is an evangelist, and he's also going to be back with us for Kickstart 2021. This is our fourth year, I believe, of having Kickstart, and our third year with evangelist Ted and his family, uh, Sister Carolyn Shuttlesworth. She, their blessings. And so Kickstart 2021 is going to be February 7th through the 12th here in Albemarle, North Carolina. If you are out of state, I would recommend recommend calling and getting a hotel room because we have people that are going to be driving in, coming in for these meetings. And we want to make sure that you are hooked up properly with that. If you have questions, send us a message and we will help you with those things as well. But that is going to be February 17th or 7th through the 12th at 630 nightly. He'll be with us starting that Sunday morning and then every night he and Pastor Brian will switch off preaching. Um, who's preaching when? It's going to be great. These are powerful, powerful meetings. Now, are you ready? Are you excited for your questions to be answered today? Today we are, I don't know if we're wrapping up. I never say wrapping up because Holy Spirit could be like three more weeks. But today we are wrapping up the week with your frequently asked questions about fasting. Pastor Brian is here. He's going to be answering those questions and we're going to hand it over to him right now with What's the Word? Pastor Hey guys, welcome to the Frequently Asked Questions about fasting and what to expect. 
Uh, we just praise God for you. If you're watching right now, uh, drop something in the comments. Tell us where you're watching from. And I want to remind you, anybody that sows this week, uh, specifically this week uh, on, on this broadcast, on fasting, as long as we have supplies, anybody who sows uh, at giveww.org or hashtag donate in the comments on Facebook, uh, we're going to give you a free copy of Ted Jr.'s book. There it is on the screen. And uh, so go ahead. If you uh, want to sow, we're, we want to give to you. That's our gift to you for any amount whatsoever. And we praise God for you. Amen. So now let's jump right in to frequently asked questions and what to expect when fasting. Now, one of the things I want you to see is this. Uh, one, I want to give you some quotes before we jump into the frequently asked questions, which will be just one minute. Uh, I want to give you some quotes about fasting. And here's some things that we've said already. Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. It's a supernatural tool. And now know this, if God gives you a tool, he's also going to give you the provision to wield it properly. Amen. I, I wrote this several years ago, and it's, it's simplistic, but hear this. Somebody put that in the comments. Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. The next thing, supernatural things happen in our lives because we apply supernatural principles. Fleshly things happen in our lives because we apply fleshly principles. In other words, uh, I know that that's simple, but see, a lot of times people keep utilizing fleshly worldly principles and getting fleshly worldly results. If we want supernatural, then we've got to use supernatural tools like fasting. I wrote uh, this, if we would just get to the place where we would truly submit our flesh, the rise in our lives would be magnificent. The rise in our lives would be magnificent if we would just get to the place where we tell our flesh, no flesh, you're going to have to fast this time. You're going to have to go after God. It would be awesome. Uh, Bishop David Oyedepo said this, anything supernatural is facilitated by faith. We need to apply faith to our fasting because anything supernatural is facilitated by faith. Uh, instead of being fearful for fasting, we should apply faith to fast supernaturally. And put that in the comments. Instead of being fearful of fasting, we should apply faith to fast supernaturally. Instead of being fearful, we should apply faith to fast supernaturally. And Bishop David also said this, I love this comment, don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat away your destiny. In other words, there's a destiny that you will never reach if you're not fasting as a believer. There's a destiny you will never reach if you're not fasting. Don't eat away your destiny. My goal throughout this whole week, and if you haven't watched it uh, and you go back to it, the first thing we talked about on Monday, uh, my goal is uh, for everyone to consider how to fast at a higher level. I want everyone to consider, how do I fast at a higher level than I've done before, right? And you'll watch this sweetness of fasting, the sweetness of this supernatural tool come through for you. If you haven't seen it at the beginning of the week, we talked about five truths that most people don't know about fasting. Then the second day, we talked about the benefits of fasting. And I'm telling you, the benefits of fasting will completely turn your life around. I mean, a super 
supernatural turn. It is spectacular, right? Then we talked about what is fasting exactly and what are the different types of fasting. You know, what is fasting and what are the, the different types of fasting? And then uh, yesterday, as we, were, as we were talking about this, we were talking about, uh, let's see here, the different how to fast. Yesterday we went into the details of exactly how to fast, what to do, how to prepare yourself, what kind of attitude. And today we're answering frequently asked questions and what to expect while you're fasting. So right now I want to jump right into uh, some questions. And here's what I want. If you have questions on fasting right now, drop them in the comments. I may already have the answer lined up to answer, but I'm going to try and answer everybody's questions that they have about fasting. So if you have something, drop it in the comments right now. Okay, so the first question that I have about fasting is, how do I know when to stop? How do I know when to stop fasting? Right, And so a lot of times people can be going uh, through a fast, and ultimately if you prayed correctly at the beginning, if you prayed correctly at the beginning, then what you'll see is that God will give you a timeline. And so how to stop, you should already have that located if you prayed correctly. If you listened to what we said yesterday about how to fast, we want to hear from the Lord. But here's what I want you to see. I've, I have been in fast, and I went further than what the Lord told me, and then it just didn't feel right, and I had this leading to stop. Ultimately, you know you should stop when you've heard from the Lord very clearly, and on that I would also get confirmation. In other words, I would not, I would not just uh, hear from the Lord. Get confirmation on it. You have a confirmation available if you're planted in a church with a pastor that's fasting. And if you're not planted in a church with a pastor that's fasting, then find another church. <laughs> Find another church, honestly. I mean, one of the things that you want to do is you want to get into a place that's growing, and that's not just you and the people. You want that whole ministry growing and the pastor as well. And if that pastor is fasting and, he, and he's on that track, he's going to have confirmation for you. He's going to know when to go and when to stop. And so hear from the Lord and get confirmation. And don't be, you know, I've had times where the Lord said, I want you to go longer than what you thought you were going. I've had times where he said, I want you to go shorter uh, than that. So hear from the Lord. But ultimately, when you hear from the Lord at the beginning, ultimately, when you hear from the Lord at the beginning, you, you pretty much want to fulfill that. That's why you want to hear and have resolve before you even start. Uh, you want to know when uh, to stop. Get that confirmation as well. Here's the second question. Here's the second question. Uh, should you tell your family and friends? Should you tell your family and friends? Well, the Bible tells us for the most part that no, we're not to tell our family and friends. There's a verse uh, that says, uh, the verse that says, don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. That gives us an idea. And the Lord says this, what you do in private, I will reward you openly. So the Bible shows us, for the most part, we're not supposed to talk about that and share that. Uh, we can go into a fast together, but we're not sitting there talking about our service to the Lord, uh, what we're doing that should be private. 
And here's what, when you do that and you uphold that, you will walk out with a better blessing because God says, if you basically he gives us this principle in the word that if I go and I share everything that I'm doing, what I'm giving in my tithes and offering, what I'm, what I'm fasting, how long I'm praying, he said, that's your reward. So in other words, if you want your fasting to have a full reward, you don't want to be sharing it with everybody. You know, what I would recommend, though, is tell your pastor uh, for confirmation and accountability. In other words, a good pastor can say, yeah, I think you're right on it, you know. And then now you, you have good confirmation. It's not just you by yourself. You have good confirmation. But also that pastor will help keep you accountable. You know, when your flesh tries to pressure you, that pastor will say, hey, you told me 21 days. Let's go for it. You can do this. You got this, right? And so one way, you know, when you fast, especially if you do an extended fast, I can even tell during this week already my face is slimming down. Um, I've lost weight, you know, and people can probably see that. So they may ask you what's going on. And so what you can tell them is say, I've changed my eating habits, right? You don't have to tell them you're fasting. You can just say, I've changed my eating habits. And, you know, I asked the Lord some years ago what to do on that, and that's what he told me. All right, so now... The next thing uh, is this. Let's see here. I want to make a, a note here. All right. Here's the next thing. Next question. Should kids fast? Should children fast? And this, this actually comes up a lot. And here's, here's the biggest question that I have for that. Did the Lord, and somebody put these questions in the comments. These are the questions we've asked so far, is how do we know when to stop? Should we tell our families and friends? And here's the third uh, question, should children fast? And if you have questions, drop them in the comments right now. Should children fast? Well, here's the question that I have first off for that. Did the Lord tell them to fast? Because if the Lord has told that child to fast, then that's what they need to do. No matter what you think, if that's what the Lord's told them, that's what they need to do. The question is, did the Lord tell them? That's why, again, you can go to a pastor and help get confirmation on that. But here's one of the things. I've had times where I really wasn't expecting my kids to fast. I've had Rachel, uh, Abigail come up to me and say, Dad, Dad, we got to fast. Uh, we're fasting and here's what we're doing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, praise God. You know, did the Lord tell them to fast? You know, just because, just because they're young doesn't mean the Lord won't talk to them. You know, you look at uh, the prophet Samuel. He talked to him early. The high priest didn't hear it, but the boy heard it. The boy heard the Lord. So did the Lord tell them to? Generally, I would say this, that around, if they are 12 years old and older, I think that it's good for them to fast. And you're like, well, it may stunt their growth. We're talking about three weeks in their lifetime. You know, at the, you know for most people, that would be the most. You know, three weeks in their lifetime. And, you know, one of the things... It's not going to stunt their growth. It's not going to hurt them. Actually, it will help them. It will help them establish the right habits. It will help them remember in 1 Timothy 4. You know, let's just go read that real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8. You know, it's a great, great thing. It says on, at the end of verse 7, On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. That's a command. You know, that command is not just to adults. That command is to children as well. 
purpose, you know, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Verse 8, for bodily discipline is only of a little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things since it holds promise for the present life and also for the time to come. In other words, do you want your children profitable? That's the question. Do you want your children uh, profitable? Um, I'm making notes here because I'm going to add to my notes. The Lord's giving me stuff while we're right in the middle of it. Do you want your children profitable? If you want them profitable, then they need to go, uh, go after godliness. They need to purpose themselves for the uh, purpose of godliness. They need to go after that, discipline themselves for the purpose of godliness. Then that means God's going to call them to fast too. They, they have a relationship with the Lord just like you do. Just because they're children doesn't mean anything. You know, plus, most of them need to stop eating some of the junk food. I know mine have had multiple moments, and me too. Like, I needed to stop doing this physically. I needed to break some of these habits. Kids do too. We have, you know, this is one of those things where we want to discipline ourselves for that, and I want my children to profit. When I've seen my children fast, I'm telling you, they have gone to another level. They've had breakthrough. Just this past Sunday, I was praying uh, over the past couple of weeks going into this new year, I was praying for uh, my children and for my daughter. For my daughters and both of them, the Lord had me prophesying over them. It's time for breakthrough. It's time for a breakthrough in your life. Well, how do you think they're going to get it? Well, one way is impartation and the glory of the Lord. But they can also profit themselves by going after the Lord themselves. I'm teaching them to go after God. Putting the world second, God first, right? And so this is a great thing. I would say if the kids are 12 years old and, and older, I would say, yeah, they, they can fast. And uh, I, that's what our kids have done for quite some time. Now, if they're younger than that, can they fast? They sure, they still can. But here's what I would recommend for kids, no matter what, no matter what age they are, find a way for them to participate in the fast that your family and church is doing on some level. Find a way for them to participate on some level. It's important that everybody has a participation level. Now, one of the things that you want to see is this. <clears throat> Excuse me. How can they participate? Well, one way they can participate is uh, they can give up sugar or snacks or junk food. You know, in other words, we're not allowing them to keep the same. Like right now, that's what our son Luke, he's seven years old. <coughs> Excuse me. He's seven years old. And what we have uh, him doing, no dessert, no sugar, no snacks, and no junk food. And he's doing awesome. He's not, even, he's not even whining about it. He's doing really good. And he's seven years old. He's participating. <coughs> Excuse me. Got water hung in my throat. <coughs> All right. The next question. What if you're a diabetic or pregnant or nursing? These three kind of fall into the same category. Somebody put that in the comments. Uh, should I fast if I'm diabetic, pregnant, or nursing? Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about after these frequently asked questions is what to expect while you're fasting. And sometimes when you're diabetic, pregnant, or nursing, you may experience some of this. 
And I'm going to talk about this. So if you're a diabetic, pregnant, or nursing, make sure you hold on until I get to the part about what to expect because I'm going to give you some things that will be important for you to know. But here's the key. Here's the key for everybody. Remember, my goal is for everyone that's watching or hearing this to consider how to fast at a higher level, to consider how to fast at a higher level. Now, here's the issue that I think a lot of people miss. Instead of looking for a way to find a way to fast, many people are looking for a way out of fasting. And that's, that's natural for the flesh to do. Don't beat yourself up if that's been you in the past, but don't stay at the same place. Let's go on and go higher. In other words, our heart as believers is, how can I find a way to go about godly discipline? Put that in the comments. How can I find a way to go about any godly discipline? How can, this is a good question that we need to ask ourselves. How can I find a way to go about this godly discipline? How can I do that? How can I find a way? I need to make sure that I'm looking for ways to do that, not looking for ways uh, to not do. <laughs> to not do. All right, <clears throat> that's good English. Have this attitude, I'll find a way to fast somehow. Some, put that in the comments right now. I'll find a way to fast somehow. Put that in the comments. I will find a way somehow to fast. All right. And what you can do in that situation, if you're diabetic, pregnant, or nursing, is you can go to the Lord. He'll give you wisdom. See, and you know, in the answer that I'm going to give you, I just went to the Lord and I said, Lord, how do I, what do I tell people that are diabetic or pregnant or nursing? Uh, what do I tell them about fasting? And the first thing he did was say, show, and he says, go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm asking you to show me a way to, to participate in fasting. Show me a way to participate. Now, when you're on, uh, when you are diabetic, nursing, or pregnant, there's a couple of fasts that I think are the better ones for you, and I think they'll fall in line. But I'm, I want to tell you there are some side effects to fasting. We're going to get into that in just a second, and I want you to hear it because I want you to hear how to handle some of it and what is normal in a fast when you stop eating certain foods, okay? So the first thing, if you're diabetic, pregnant, or nursing, uh, find a way to fast. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Uh, the uh, one meal a day... Uh, one meal a day fast is good. Why? Because when you have the one meal a day fast, you're actually still bringing in nutrients. You're, you should be getting enough nutrients in your body to be able to fast. Now, the other thing is this. Let's say that you, know, you feel like uh, the sugar may be low or something like that. Okay, then drink a cup of juice. You know, keep some juice with you. You're still not eating solid food during the day, but you drink that juice in that way. Now, here, here's the other thing. Um, you, you should definitely check with somebody who's done some fasting and confirm. But here's one thing I want you to see. Uh, I want you to see this. Is that one of the things that you want to do is you should fast. That, that specifically, if you have diabetes, diabetes is actually, you know, a bondage. 
And fasting breaks every bondage. So you should be, you shouldn't be seeking the Lord. Lord, I'm expecting that this diabetes is going to be broken, that I'm going to be healed completely. Don't just take diabetes as yours forever, right? Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm believing you for healing. I have it now. I'm walking in it. Start applying faith towards that. And let's not stay in that same place because it's even binding you up in how you can fast. That's not right. You know, it's not right. That's a hindrance of the devil and we need to come against it. And so definitely don't just receive diabetes as a lifelong sentence, right? The whole point of fasting is to get closer to God. And if we are closer to God and we're applying all of his things, we want to get to the place where we are walking in divine health. So that's one thing to keep in mind as well. Now, another thing with diabetes, pregnant, and nursing is this actually is a good place uh, for the Daniel fast or the Daniel diet. This is a good place for it. Uh, but when you talk about the Daniel fast and the Daniel diet, you know, it, there's mostly healthy foods on there. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about pregnancy and nursing, and I said, listen, the majority of your nu nutrients should not be coming from junk food and sugars, carbohydrates. Hydrates. You know, they should be coming from healthy sources anyway. So it, for us to say, well, I can't fast because, you know, because I'm nursing or because I'm pregnant, that's actually something where we want to say, hey, I need to do this a better way anyway. Get my protein, get my nutrients from other sources. Well, one meal a day and the Daniel diet is actually a good way. And I would say either one of those is fine. That's finding a way to fast. It's finding a Way. I'm going to, on the Daniel diet, um, I did some more uh, research where I just wanted to show you what was in the Daniel diet. Basically, when you're on the Daniel diet, it's yes, because we're answering the question here. Uh, on the Daniel diet, the things you can have fruits, nuts, vegetables, uh, high quality oils like uh, olive oils, uh, herbs and spices, and water. Things you can't, can't have meat eggs, dairy, processed foods, preservatives, sweeteners, salt, sodas, etc. And so those are the things that are commonly utilized on the Daniel fast. And uh, that's some good information. That's a healthy diet. You know, I'm not against a Daniel diet. It's actually a very healthy diet. Um, I don't know that I would recommend it all the time, but it is a very good kind of detoxing diet. And it's a good one that people can participate on when they have a pregnancy or they're nursing or they're, they have been a diabetic. Now, here's, here's the uh, last question that I have for today. Do you have any questions? If so, drop them in the comments quickly. Guys, if you saw one in the comments that I missed, make sure that I have it. All right, here's the last one. Uh, while I'm on my fast, can I use water enhancers? Can I use water enhancers? Uh, well, we had this question yesterday from Miss Marilyn. Here, here's the issue. It really depends on the fast that the Lord has instructed you to do. So if he's told you water only and, and nothing else, then that's what you need to do. If he's told you uh, that you can have uh, water uh, and he's told you no 
uh, calories, then you would have to find a water enhancer that had no calories, right? Um, but here's something that I'm going to get into uh, in what to expect in just a minute about the fast. And I want anybody who's a diabetic uh, or pregnant or nursing, make sure you pay attention to what I'm going to say in the next few minutes. Um, and on this is that I would definitely limit caffeine and any diuretics uh, because of dehydration. So the water enhancers, a lot of them come with caffeine uh, built in. A, a lot of them have caffeine in them. And just be mindful of it, know about it, and I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. Because there are some things to expect while you're fasting that happen then that don't normally happen at other times, so it's important. Okay, were there any other questions, or did I cover most everybody's? Okay, good. If you have questions in here, you can always drop a comment in here at a later date, and uh, we'll try to reach out to you and uh, get that to you. So now I want to talk about what to expect when you're fasting. What should you expect when you're fasting? Number one, I'm going to talk about physical and, bot and spiritual. What you sh should expect physically and what you should expect uh, physically. So I want to talk about first uh, the spiritual side of that. Spiritually, what you should expect during a fast is that you should expect that your connection with God increases. Your intimate fellowship with God increases, right? Number one, you should be looking at that. You should sense it. Now, I will tell you, like when I did my first 40-day fast, uh, I had one of the greatest revelations I ever had on day two. But from day two forward, you know, I, if God was there, I, about, I almost couldn't tell it, right? So now I want you to see this. And I'm telling you this for a reason. I mean, from day two to day 40, for 38 days, if God was there, I couldn't tell it. I was praying. I was in my word. I was, I was doing everything that I should be doing, but I couldn't tell it. And so here's what I had to do. I believed by faith that my intimacy and my fellowship was changed. Now, I want to tell you, when I came off that fast, I was believing the whole time. I was like, I can't feel anything. See, a lot of times we, we base what we receive or what we think we've received on what we sense or what we feel. Sometimes when God's doing stuff, you don't have a feeling on it. You don't have a sense on it. And that's why I'm telling you that what to expect while you're fasting. You should expect and believe for your intimate fellowship, your connection with God to go to a higher level. You should expect it. Now, not just because you feel it, but it's there. It's happening. Why? Because His Word tells us it's happening. His Word shows us and makes that promise that we are moving closer into fellowship with Him when we fast. So uh, in this fast, I didn't, I didn't feel anything concerning Him. But I knew in my heart, and I believed in my heart, man, my intimacy and my fellowship's going up. I'm a changed person. And I'll tell you, when I came off of that fast, it became very evident very quickly that I had changed, that my whole world had changed. I was a different person, and I would not be the same. I, I knew I was a different person, and I wouldn't be the same from that day forward. And uh, so... One of the things uh, that you should believe for is that your connection will go up. What to expect spiritually? You should expect revelation. 
Expect it and believe God, Lord, that you're showing me things. That the, my light is breaking out like the dawn. Uh, you should expect that God's going to show you his wisdom. Uh, the next thing is, you should expect to have a reset, a complete reset of your fellowship with God. In intimacy, in your prayer time, in your word, a hunger for those things, expect and believe uh, God to change those things. And let me add this, I've already talked about it some, but when you're in the middle of the fast, you may not feel what you expect. That's okay. You, you, you don't have to feel it. You don't have to have to sense all of that stuff. You might not feel and, ex, you know, and sense everything that you expect. Don't worry about that. Just keep your faith alive on it. God's working. God's doing. He's performing his word. He's sent it out. You are applying it, and that word is working in you. So just because you don't feel like something's happening, uh, no, no. That does not mean that. You keep your faith and expectation on that. Uh, here's the other thing to expect spiritually. When you, when you actually stop fasting, most, most everybody I know that's been fasting the way the Lord asked them to, when they stop, they miss it. They, they kind of are like, man, I really wish I could keep on going. I really enjoyed that time because that fasting time becomes so sweet to them. That fasting becomes so sweet. It's like, oh, I want that again. I want that moment. Like I can sense it even uh, as we're fasting. I can sense it right now. Just the sweetness of this fellowship with God. And I, it just excites me. I love that. And you actually can almost get addicted to it spiritually. It's like, I want more of that. I want more of that sweet presence of time with the Lord. And you'll miss it when you stop. Something else spiritual uh, to expect when fasting. When you stop, almost every time either your flesh or the devil will actually, even if you fasted for a long period of time, when you stop, you, you'll almost feel that condemnation for stopping. You'll almost always feel that condemnation. Don't receive that. You just got finished fasting. The devil in your, your uh, corrupted flesh is trying to you know, trap you, trying to sneak one in on you. Don't accept that condemnation. Don't accept it. Not one bit. You know, you, it might be a sweet presence of God that you've had. Listen, don't expect for that sweet presence to go away because you stopped fasting either. Expect that we've gone to a higher level and we're staying here from this point on. And don't accept that condemnation from the devil because you finished a fast. You know, don't do that. Now I want to talk about what to expect in your body as you're fasting. So over the last few days, we talked about things most people don't know about fasting. Uh, we talked about the benefits of fasting that will completely turn your life around. We talked about what types of fasting uh, there are. What are the different types? And what is fasting exactly? What's the goal? What's the purpose of it? And then uh, we talked about how to fast yesterday. Today we answered frequently asked questions, and we're talking about what to expect to fast. If you want to see any of that, go back to these broadcasts this week. But now let's look at this. What, what can you expect in your body? And I think that this is very important. I think this is really good information and important because a lot of times people are tripped up in their fast 
simply because they don't know what to expect. I found that a lot of people, they'll get in day three, four, or five, they're feeling funny, maybe nauseous, uh, maybe their, their body is cleansing itself and they're having to go to the bathroom, uh, and they're like, this is not normal, I have to stop. No, that's, that is normal for your body when you stop the certain foods that you're inputting. I'm, I'm, for the most part, I don't know anybody that doesn't experience some of that. Now, what that can tell you is that what I've been eating on a regular basis is off track. We're going to talk a, a little bit about that. And if you'll clean that up, the fast will, will be easier. So first thing to expect physically when you're fasting is this. Hey, Pastor Bill Motley, it's so good to see you. I love you. And uh, those are awesome meetings you're having up there in Danville with uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr. And I know you're continuing tonight. That's awesome. Uh, listen, so here's the first thing physically to expect. Number one, your body will reset. This is a great thing. When I did those extended fasts, immediately when you start fasting, your, your body starts, starts to reset, okay? And my taste reset. That was an awesome thing. I didn't realize some of the flavors I was actually, uh, I was actually missing in some foods that I would have called bland, right? Many foods that I would have called bland actually were full of flavor, but because I've been eating all this other junk and all this other stuff with all the high seasonings on it, I actually needed my taste to reset so that I could taste those things again. All right. The other thing that will happen, I, my blood sugar, I could feel my blood sugar reset. If you even read about medical things about the benefits of fasting, you'll see that it has so many different uh, benefits. I could feel my blood pressure uh, resetting. Part of that is because your body is actually eating up some of those fat stores while you're fasting, and it's taken away in removing some of that cholesterol, removing some of that, that fat from your bloodstream, things like that. It resets so many things in your body, and those are wonderful things, wonderful things. And uh, will it completely reset everything? I can't say that, but I can tell you it will improve pretty much every function of your body. It's one of the greatest things that you can do. All right, and God knew that. He, he, not, he wanted us not only to be benefited in our spiritual man, but he wanted us to be benefited in our physical man as well. All right, so the first few days, day one through four, um, the first day, what I found, uh, what to expect when you're fasting. Generally, the first day for most people is okay. However, some people are so used to having, you know, three meals a day that uh, as soon as they skip breakfast, they're feeling it by lunchtime. And, uh, and I, I get it. I've had that happen before as well. At this point in my life, when I'm fasting, I actually won't get hungry till day two. The day one generally is good, but day two uh, is actually when I'll feel the first little hunger pain. Uh, pangs. So one of the things to expect is that you, you'll probably go two or three meals before you feel that. But some people don't. Some people feel it right after the first meal. Maybe they have a high metabolism or something like that. And, uh, you know, they won't, always, they won't always experience that the way that I have. Uh, but they can experience that. Generally on day two, you're going to feel the hunger. 
you're going to feel that hunger coming on. And uh, this is where it's good to have resolve. Make a commitment to God. I'm going to fast this and I'm going to fast for this long. And uh, generally in that second day, that's when a lot of people are tempted. The third and fourth day generally are, second, third, and fourth day are generally the strongest of the hunger. If you're doing a water fast or a liquid fast and not eating any food, and you're not taking in many calories, after the fourth day, generally, the third, fourth, or fifth day, that hunger subsides. And you don't feel the hunger like you did before. You don't, you don't have those hunger pains like you did before. They will lessen. And so it actually becomes easier and sweeter during those times. It's not that it's gone completely, but it will subside. Now, if you're doing a one meal a day fast, uh, you will actually carry that hunger for the most part every day. Uh, you'll, you'll be okay in the morning, like if you're eating after 6 p.m. You'll actually be okay in the morning when you wake up, and about lunchtime you'll start to get hungry and you'll be ready to eat at 6 p.m. So if you're doing one meal a day, that's going to uh, carry on. Amen. Uh, John just said the fourth day was tough for him. Today is today's been great. Today's his fifth day. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's the testimony of almost anybody. Okay. Now, uh, so that's kind of day one through four. Uh, let me let me tell you this about day one through four, because generally those are the most tough. After you get past day one through four, generally you kind of get in a rhythm, and you need and you can carry on. You realize, hey, this is the same no that I'm telling my flesh uh, today on day five, six, seven that I was telling my flesh on day two, uh, three, and four. And I can do that. I did it then. That was worse then. I can do it now. What are you doing? You're telling your flesh no, and you're telling God yes. And and so here's a key now, and I said this yesterday about fasting, how to. The first thing is get hungry before you start fasting. In other words, get hungry for the things of God more than you're hungry for food, and that'll sustain you. When you have that hunger pain, you'll say, but I'm more hungry to walk in the glory of God. I'm more hungry to go after the Father. I'm more hungry to have the revelation and the wisdom that I need for favor in my life and provision and to win souls and, and to see the kingdom of God advance. Lord, I'm hungry for you. God will fill you with that strength that you need to tell that physical hunger no. All right, the next thing to know to expect when you're fasting is your system will start to flush. Your system will start to flush. Yeah, amen. Buddy, put that in. Uh, write in the comments, I'm hungrier for God than I am for food. Put that in the comments. I'm hungrier for God than I am for food. Now, when you start fasting, your system will flush, okay? Uh, and that's a normal thing. Uh, there's multiple things that'll happen. You don't, a lot of times you don't have solid food, but even with a one meal a day, your, your body is processing all of that food. It's processing all of it. And it's kind of like the, your body's been used to processing more. So it has produced, uh, I would say it's produced more uh, acids and more ability to process food. So it's more actively attacking what you do give it. And so not only are you removing some bad things from your body and your body's resetting, but your system is processing it better. And so your system will flush. In other words, what does that mean? You're going to go to the bathroom a lot. 
you know, and uh, not to be crude, but it's just a reality of it. That is normal. That's a normal thing. That is your body fixing itself. That's your body getting rid of things that it doesn't need. And of course, yes, you're going to, if you're drinking water, you, it runs right through you a lot of times. Uh, you need, uh, you need to uh, go and pee a lot, you know, and that's okay. That's a, that's a part of it. Okay. So expect that a little bit. I'm always expecting I'm always expecting uh, that it's not a problem and that it's less. I'm believing God that it's less, and so it, it's more of a pleasant experience in that way. So put faith on that as well. But at, at the same time, if you have that happen, don't get, oh my goodness, what's happening to my body? That is a normal thing that happens when people fast. Part of the reason is we've been eating so much stuff that's not good for us that we're seeing the side effects of that. And that's going to come out in this next thing to expect as well. This is kind of the negative side of, of fasting, but it's actually not negative. It's actually a cleaning process. One of the things, uh, that's why fasting is so good. It helps clean us and reset our body. I used to have a company, and uh, we would keep uh, systems clean. And uh, manufacturing systems, we would uh, clean out the lines in their plant. And uh, one of the things that would happen if they haven't been doing the right things, and then we came in and, and did the right things, uh, they would many times have problems in their lines. And the issue was I would tell them they would almost be mad at me because I did the right things to their system. And I would say, listen, those problems were already there. Those problems were already there. This doing the right thing just exposed them. It's better to fix them to let, than to let the whole system degrade. In other words, what people experience negatively in fasting in their body, for example, uh, their flushing system, uh, dehydration and potential headaches, uh, nausea, cobwebs, a lot of times those are symptoms of what we've been putting in before we fasted before we fasted, and now we're seeing those problems come to the surface. But if you'll continue in the fast, you'll clean that up, and then when you're out of the fast, uh, do a better job of putting the right things in. You won't have that as much. Uh, you know, this, I'll tell you, this fast for me has been one of the greatest I've ever had, one of the easiest that I've ever had. You know, I felt hunger the last couple of days, uh, but the Lord has just supplied supernaturally. It's been awesome. And that's the level that you can get to. You keep on. Just keep on. Keep doing it. And uh, now, I will say, if you're having any of these problems, do talk with somebody that has fasted a lot and make sure that you have a clear view of it. In other words, you don't want to go... You don't want to talk to a pastor that's never fasted. Uh, yeah, bad breath. That's another good one. <laughs> you will have fasting breath. Uh, it, a lot of times when people fast, they have bad breath. And as part of that, getting that stuff out of there, it does seem to clean up um, you know, as you go along. But here, here, I need to write that down. That's pretty funny. Um, another thing uh, that will, is funny about fasting is, can, you know, along the lines of bad breath, another thing that's funny about fasting is your smell will intensify. 
Your ability to smell will intensify. So when you're around a lot of people that are fasting and they all have bad breath, you'll smell it. <laughs> you'll start to smell it more. I could literally, this is funny, when I did those 40-day fasts, my system reset so much. Somebody would walk in a room and breathe just breathing like normal, I could smell their breath. Like I, my smell intensified so much. My system had gotten so cleaned out that I could tell anything that wasn't normal, anything that was an addition uh, to that room. It was amazing what I could uh, smell in that way. So yeah, <laughs> Priscilla says I'll be social distant, distancing. Yeah. All right. That's a part of your system flushing and not receiving all of the stuff that blocks it. All right, the next thing is, and this is a big one, is uh, uh, dehydration. You can get dehydrated on a fast. And you may ask, you may say, all I'm doing is drinking water. How can I get dehydrated? Well, it's very simple, actually. Uh, if you understand uh, basically about what sodium and salt does for your body, uh, I, in, when I was in boot camp, uh, one of the drill instructors told me uh, that I'm to not eat any uh, salt or pepper on our food. So I listened, and I didn't eat any salt. Well, then it came along. Uh, I was actually getting bad cramps at night, and I was going to the bathroom a lot. I was dehydrated, and I went to the senior drill instructor. I said, I'm, I need help. I'm having a problem. And uh, actually, I didn't say that. It sounded more like, sir, this recruit is having some problems, sir. <laughs> That's what it more sounded like. And uh, anyway, he said, well, are you eating any salt? And I said, uh, no, because you told me not to drill instructor, sir. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, somebody told me not to eat salt, so I wasn't doing it. He said, well, you big dummy. And he said, you need to eat salt. I was like, oh, okay, why? And uh, he, basically what he told me is when we take in salt and sodium in our body, our body becomes like a sponge. But actually, when we do not have a supply of salt or sodium, you know, we do need some in our body. To be completely void of it is not a great thing. And uh, so when we actually would uh, remove the salt, our body stops being like a sponge and becomes more like a funnel. In other words, water will just flow right through you. So one of the things that's really good to do is to maintain a little bit of a sodium level, and I'll tell you how to do that. But now I want to go back. Before I tell you about that, I want to go back to fasting uh, because what happens is you're taking all of this water in. It's actually flushing your body, including flushing out sodium, right? Here's the, the other thing about that. I'm not eating foods with sodium in them, right? So my body's becoming more and more like a funnel, and now I can have cramps, nausea, di you know, diarrhea. All of these things can happen because of this. I, and uh, so now I'm sitting here, and here's the other thing, is that your body and food actually acts like a time-release capsule of sorts. Think about if I had a, a you know, piece of toast and bread and it would hold water, it would go into my system and as it's being processed, water would be coming out of that. So there's nothing to hold water. I'm not taking in sodium and you know, I've gotten, gotten to the place where my body is flushing that water out of there, okay? And so, or flushing that soda, sodium out of there. So one of the things 
that I need to pay attention to is that intake of sodium. So what I'll do personally is if, like if I'm on a water only fast, um, one of the things that I would do is I would take a pinch of salt and I would throw it into my water. Not enough that I can really taste it, but I would throw some sodium in there. And that helps keep my body to retain some water. Now, to most people, that's a bad thing. Retain water. I don't want to retain water. Listen, you're already fasting. You're going to lose more weight. This is actually very healthy for you. Don't worry about retaining water while you're fasting. Okay, that You actually want to because without it, it can actually hurt you and harm you. So this is a very important, a very important thing. You have less sodium intake. You, your food is not acting as a time release uh, hydration, and uh, and so then we also have. Uh, we need to take in some salt. Now, if you're on a liquids fast too, what you can do is have like a cup. You know, maybe once a day, uh, have a cup of like uh, Gatorade or Powerade that adds some electrolytes, huh? some electrolytes and, and uh, some sodium uh, to us. You can add that and have like a cup of that and uh, that will help you as well. So I generally will have some pretty much every day to help keep my body in that way. Like for example, on day two and three of this fast, I actually felt a little bit of cramping. I could tell I was a little bit dehydrated even though I was drinking a lot of water. I could tell already that I was a little bit dehydrated and so I made sure to get a pinch of salt uh, in that water and help make myself more like a sponge for water instead of a funnel. All right, now here's the other part about dehydration. This is why I was saying about uh, people that are using the water enhancers. You want to really limit caffeine and what's called diuretics, okay? Diuretics. You want to limit those. Here's why. Caffeine is a natural diuretic. Okay, a diuretic will actually cause you to flush water out of your body. So a lot of times people are drinking coffee during the fast and they don't realize that's actually making the fast harder on them because they're taking in too much caffeine. I'm not saying that you can't have any if you're like on a liquid fast. I've had caffeine while I'm on the fast, but I am telling you I would be wise about it because if you have too much, it can actually cause a reverse effect. I'm going to give you another thing about uh, caffeine as well and headaches. Uh, doing some study recently, but let me tell you this. Here are some of the the natural diuretics. They rid the body of sodium, which causes you to flush water out and not retain it, and you can be dehydrated. Natural diuretics are coffee, soda, because it has caffeine in it, green and black tea, caffeine, alcohol, ginger. These are some of our normal everyday things that we will eat that actually causes us to flush water out of our body by flushing out sodium. And then we can get dehydrated. So if you're having these things, I would say limit them. Uh, I would seek things that don't have caffeine in it. Uh, let me list those things again. Uh, coffee, soda, green or black tea, caffeine in any form, alcohol, and ginger, okay? These are natural, everyday diuretics that we will use outside of medical ones, and uh, they will cause you to be uh, more dehydrated. Now, uh, because of this, I'm going to talk one more thing about herbal tea. I would look at the caffeine uh, I would look at the caffeine that herbal tea would have in it. Some of them have it, some of them don't. I would try to find the ones that don't first. 
I'm not saying that you can't have it, but I would limit it. I'll give you this story. When I was fasting for that uh, 40 days, uh, and the spe specifically the second 40-day fast, I literally had one cup of coffee one day, all right? I just wanted something different. I f because my body had become so clean, and I literally was in tune with my body more than I'd ever been before, I literally felt that coffee through the next day. In other words, I could feel the dehydration effects of that caffeine and coffee all the way through the next day, like a day and a half, I could feel it. And that's got to do with what's called half-life, which I'll talk about in a second. But many times when people fast, they are limiting their caffeine, which I'm going to talk about how that works, or they're limiting preservatives in their food. They're, they're not taking in all of these other things, and our body is used to it. It's chemically dependent on that, and when we take it away, it can cause potential headaches, nausea, and then also just from a lack of food, you can have uh, some cobwebs in your head. Now, I'll tell you where you just, your thinking feels funny or fuzzy. If you're on a job that's, you know, very important, heavy equipment, things like that, uh, you, you can't have any cobwebs whatsoever. That's where I would seek the Lord about how to do that. But then I would also uh, seek him on uh, I would seek him on doing like the one meal a day fast so that you keep enough food in there to not get that fuzziness. If you're doing a liquid fast, you are going to have some fuzziness in your thinking. That's a part of it because your body utilizes food to process thought. Okay, Your body utilizes food to process thought. And uh, so it's actually something that is a natural thing of it, but you should believe God that it's not going to happen. You should believe God that it's not going to happen. Uh, talking about diuretics, uh, Joni said, well, what about hot chocolate? Um, it, it depends. Joni, you just have to be led. I would look at the caffeine level. I don't, I don't know. You know, chocolate has caffeine in it generally, but I each one you'd have to check and see the caffeine and just seek the Lord on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, diuretic, uh, is decaf coffee still a diuretic? It still is a little bit of, uh, it's better, but it's because it doesn't have as much caffeine, but it still does have some caffeine. And coffee in itself is kind of a diuretic without the caffeine. So anyway, you all, yeah, and, and Nicole put this, that hot chocolate also has a good bit of sugar. So it depends on what kind of fast that you're looking at doing there. All right, now, uh, the next thing is, because of the potential headaches, nausea, and cobwebs, those things are generally normal, but you should believe God that they will be less. You should believe God that they would be less. Yeah, she just, my wife just put up something, Pastor Nicole said, unless it's naturally caffeine-free, it'll generally have at least a little bit of caffeine in it. It's not completely void of it. And if it's not naturally caffeine-free, that means that they ran it through a process first to decaffeinate it. A lot of times that process has more bad stuff in it than, the, than what they were trying to take out. So for the most part, I don't generally have caffeine-free stuff uh, like coffee and sodas and stuff like that. That's why I don't have a lot of sugar-free stuff either because a lot of times the process or the substitute is worse. There's some newer ones out now that are better, but anytime you have run anything through a process, a lot of times the process is worse than the thing you're trying to remove. Uh, so, now, uh, I did have somebody, 
Uh, and Well, I'll talk about that when I'm talking about the caffeine half-life. And this is important because people run through this, but not just for fasting. This is for everyday uh, things. But you can have headaches, nausea, and cobwebs. And basically what you're seeing is where we stop the normal intake of those things, where we're chemically dependent on it, and we stop them, you're having withdrawals from it. Okay, and so that will pass after about. That's the thing about fasting. After about day three, four, or five, it will pass, and you'll stop having all of that stuff if you're uh, keeping yourself hydrated properly. Uh, that kind of stuff will pass, and so keep going. You know, keep going. But do reach out if you have questions or if you have uh, any uh, heavy concerns. Definitely reach out. Don't just don't just go you know in a stupid way and keep going into something without reaching out and asking questions. It's very important uh, that you do that. I don't recommend that people just blindly keep going and they have these alarming symptoms in their body. Uh, don't do that. I and I'll tell you that I have pushed through most symptoms in my body during those fasts, and so. So I know what happens along the way. If you have questions, feel free to ask me. Um, here's the other thing. But one, one of the things that's very good is when you stop fasting, go back and re-examine what you have been taking in. Re-examine those things that you have been taking in and uh, you know, make sure that, so in other words, start planning for the next fast. I don't want to have those same feelings. I should, if my body's reacting that way, I shouldn't have that much anyway. Uh, so go ahead and let your body help you see things that you don't need and ask the Lord. He'll show you those things. Now this is important with caffeine. Uh, I was wondering, I was researching recently, and I'm going to, this is why some people have uh, the headaches, uh, even nauseous, nausea, is uh, caffeine, uh, like most, you know, pretty much any chemical, has a, uh, has a half-life, what's called a half-life. A half-life is basically this. What's the period of time before the amount in, in the body goes from full at 100% to half of that to 50%. So for caffeine, it's around six or seven hours, okay? In a normal body, like in my, in my body, and I'm, I'm around 200 pounds. So in my body, at, well, right now I'm like 215. But in my body, when I have one cup of caffeine, I, I ran the numbers, I want, I want to show you this. If I have just one cup of caffeine per day, just one cup a day, one cup of coffee per day, okay? What happens is, as soon as I take that coffee in the morning, I have one cup, one cup of caffeine in my body. 24 hours later, when I have the next cup of coffee, there's actually, because of the half-life of caffeine, and I noticed this in my body once I started fasting, that if what happened was I would have one cup of coffee a day and about a week and a half in, I would sleep, but not well. And eventually it would get to the place where I was having a hard time sleeping. I was like, what is that? And so I researched this recently. If I have that one cup of coffee one day, 24 hours later, there's still, and this doesn't seem like much, but there's one tenth of that cup of caffeine or cup of coffee left in my body. One tenth, okay? One-tenth left. So on day two of consistently having one cup a day, when I take in that my one cup for the day, I'm adding it to the tenth that was left. So I actually have in my body at that moment 
1.1 cups of coffee. Now, that starts to add up. On day uh, eight, even though I'm only having one cup per day, if I have it every day, on day eight, there's two cups of coffee in my body. Okay? Now, that's in eight days, it doubled, right? On day 12, I have three cups in my body because the amount keeps increasing. It starts multiplying. On day 12, even though I'm only drinking one cup a day, in my body is now three cups worth of caffeine when I add that day's amount to it. All right, on day 21, you have seven cups. And on day 30, if you had one cup of coffee 30 days in a row, there would be 17 cups of, of coffee and caffeine in your body. 17. So now you can see how people will only have a cup or two cups a day. And you can see how all of a sudden they, one cup's not getting anymore because they already have 17 cups in their body. You know, what's that one cup doing, you see? And it just keeps adding up. Well, then if they cut coffee off, they think, well, I'm just cutting one cup off. But what actually happens is you're cutting back 17 cups and a daily need, a fix that you need. And all of a sudden their body will rebel to that and they'll have, uh, they'll have some headaches and things like that. So one of the things that I would do is, one of the things that I can recommend on a daily, not just when you're fasting, but on a daily basis is uh, every, you know, every few days, if you like coffee every day, every few days, don't have any coffee. Now, and let me just add this to you. If you have two cups, all those numbers double, right? Two cups, those numbers double. So if I had two cups a day on day 30, it's over 34 cups in my body right? This is crazy numbers, right? And so one of the things that you need to see is uh, every few days, it'd be good to have no caffeine for a couple of days. And that breaks that cycle. By, by breaking it uh, every couple of days, it breaks the cycle of that buildup in your body. And that's why me personally, I've never had headaches because I never had coffee every single day. And uh, so a lot of times when people fast, this is what they're experiencing and not realizing that they have that much chemicals in their body from that. Let me add this, is it's not just coffee, it's anything with caffeine. So it doesn't have to be coffee. What if it's soda? What if it's one, you know, one Coke, you know, each day and you're having the caffeine that's in there? It builds up the same way. It builds up the exact same way. Even if it's tea that's caffeinated, it builds up the same way. So you want to make sure that you uh, know about that and have uh, control of it. That will help keep those headaches and nausea and cobwebs down. But remember, the headache, nausea, and cobwebs many times is because we've been feeding our body some things that we shouldn't. And after about day three or four, those will pass. And then you'll be in the clear and you'll have that cycle broken and you can keep it broken. All right. Amen. Now, if it continues, then you need to seek uh, counsel and advice. All right. Now, in, uh, on, when you're fasting, if you ever do a 40-day fast, what you'll see, and we see it in the Word that uh, in Matthew 4, is that when Jesus hit about 40 days, it says, the Bible says, and he was hungry, right? There's something, your body will kind of go into a, a rest mode for the 40 days. After the first three or four days, uh, your body will say, oh, we're fasting, and it'll go into a pre 
conserve mode, right? That's why you get sleepy. That's why you get tired is because you're not, you don't have as much uh, nutrients coming in to feed you and your body is saying conserve energy, conserve energy. All right. And um, so hold on one second. And so what you see is your body has a natural thing around day 40, it wakes the body up and it makes it super hungry because it says if you don't eat something, you're going to die. And so the body has, uh, God's design is amazing. And so I want to tell you what to expect in your body is if you get around day 40, you're going to have that where it wakes you up and says, hey, you need to eat something now or, or you're not going to make it. Find food. Find food. And that's what it does. So what to expect when you're fasting, that's what happens around day 40. Here's the last thing that happens in your body while you're fasting. When you stop fasting, especially if you've not been eating any solid food, your stomach will dump a lot of stomach acids on that first bit of food and it can cause a, a you know, just, it can hurt actually. Uh, that is how people have died from fasting is because they came back into it. They didn't eat small amounts of food. And because of this, I would say eat, eat slow, small, and light. When you stop fasting, eat slow, small, and light. And for every week, uh, you should have one day of small, slow, and light eating. So if you fasted for three weeks, you should at a minimum take three days of eating slow, small, and light because that your stomach acids, acids will actually dump in there on that first food you put in there and it will so aggressively attack the food it can attack your body as well. And so you don't want to eat a bunch of food that requires a bunch of acid. You actually want to eat small amounts. What I recommend is whatever you normally eat, probably cut it in a quarter. And then yesterday we recommended uh, BRAT, B-R-A-T, BRAT, B-R-A-T, which stands for bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. I would recommend uh, brown rice and dry toast, okay? Uh, when you come off of an extended fast, slow, small, and light food. That means don't eat fast. It's better to have uh, several small meals, okay? And eat slow. Don't just gulp it down. Uh, eat slow. Eat slow. What's also funny, when I fasted those 40 days, it was funny how I had, I had been so used to not chewing. When I chewed for the first time after 40 days, I was like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> I've never felt this. This feels weird to chew. And that was a strange feeling. But to also light food, and that's what the brat combination is. It's light foods that are very easy for your body to digest. It's not a lot of over-seasoned stuff, not a lot of super fatty stuff. Um, when I was in boot camp, uh, we ate some pretty healthy. Uh, we ate, you know, pretty much every meal. But um, <laughs> John said, I broke one year with pizza and wings. Third worst decision of my life. Now we all want to know what the first and second was, John, but that's all right. Um, yeah, that's not smart. And uh, so anyway, when I was in boot camp, we ate pretty healthy. But when we uh, got to the day with our family, I went out. I didn't know this. I didn't know this about our body or anything. I went out and, um, you know, we ate healthy, but we were eating on a regular basis. I went out and uh, we went out with the family on visitation day. And I had country style steak, country fried steak, I think. 
Oh my gosh. I felt like I was going to throw up. I went to the bathroom. I felt like I had a hangover. All those preservatives and all that flavor, my body was not used to it. And the same kind of stuff happens when you fast. So don't, don't think, you know, and here's the other thing. I bet if John, if I ask him, did the pizza taste like you thought it would? And did the wings taste like you thought it would? The answer would be no. Uh, many times, um, many times, uh, what we think it's going to taste like, it doesn't because our, our taste has reset. And food that we've been enjoying, it doesn't taste like that, actually. Actually, when your taste buds reset, it doesn't taste the same. So what I would do, when you're, especially when you're on an extended fast or a liquid-only fast, small, slow, and light. Don't eat heavy foods. Don't eat a lot of food. And don't eat fast. And if you utilize that brat, uh, bananas, rice, applesauce and, and toast, brown rice and dry toast. Uh, that's a great thing uh, to, to come in. He said, yeah, the pizza didn't taste the same. Uh, the wings, he said, tasted about the same. But that's what you can expect when you're fasting. And so I hope that this week has been a great, great help to you and uh, help you learn about fasting, what to expect. I've never broken it down this much in this much detail as I did this week, but I think you have some tools that will really help you to fast, to go higher in your life, to reset not only your body, but your spiritual fellowship. And uh, we just praise God because we know that if you're fasting, then you're going to see some great and mighty things of God. You, Every yoke is going to be broken. Your light is going to break forth like the dawn. It's going to be all some testimonies and send your testimonies in. Send your, go to whatsright.com and send us your testimonies. You can always go there as well. Send in your questions. Like, you know, y'all aren't asking enough questions. Ask questions. You know, find, find something. Get hungry enough that you're digging into the Word and find questions. Ask questions. We want to answer your questions, not just on fasting, but on our uh, frequently asked questions, our question answer uh, segment that we have, that Buddy and I have. We want to answer your questions, not just on fasting, on anything. And so one of the things I want to tell you is this. When you find something that's been beneficial, the Word tells us this, that if, all right, this has fed me, then it says, then I need to, I need to sow into a place that's been feeding me. I hope that everybody's been uh, fed this week. I hope that you've learned about fasting. I pray that it, you will go to new heights. And if you do fast, I know you will because the Bible promises it. But here's the thing. Don't just sit there and, and say, okay, thanks for the information. See ya. If you did it at Burger King, you'd get arrested. You know, it's, it is biblical. I'm telling you, you know, the Bible tells leaders to tell the people the work that they should do. This is a part of the things that you should do. If you've been fed by this, if you've been ministered to, you should sow on each service that you are fed by, even if it's a small amount. But here's the benefit of this week. When you so when you sow, we're actually, we want to give something to you anyway. You're not going to get away without quickly receiving something. Uh, Ted Shelsworth Jr. has his new book, The Complete Guide for Biblical Fasting. Everybody who sows this week, no matter what the amount, I don't care if it's one dollar, we're going to send you his book. And uh, so you can sow right now. You can go on uh, giveww.org or on Facebook. You can type it in uh, the comments. Uh, you can uh, type in hashtag donate uh, and the amount 
amount. And uh, John Napier says Cash App. John, uh, we don't have Cash App set up for the church yet, but if you'll get in touch with us, we can make that happen and uh, get that accomplished for you. So uh, anyway, here's one of the things is as you're sowing, sow with expectation. Believe God. I'm not just, I'm not just handing something away. Actually, I'm believing God for a supernatural in, increase, supernatural harvest, because that's how he works. We literally had somebody that sowed last week, this week, they were uh, had the plan in place to pay off $16,000 worth of debt. We're believing God for supernatural debt cancellation. It's awesome. So anyway, will somebody put the um, link on there for John uh, so it's easy for him? Uh, give www.org. Uh, and so thank you very much. Listen, we praise God for you. I want to tell you one more thing. So Barrett told you earlier that Ted Jr. is going to be here this Sunday. It was a surprise to us. It's going to be awesome this Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. Thank you. Thank you for getting that link up there for him. Here's the other thing is that tonight we were supposed to have uh, six hours of prayer, okay? But, but we actually have snow coming in, and North Carolina doesn't handle it like Pennsylvania does. And uh, we have a snow coming in, and so what we're going to do is we're going to be online for prayer, and that'll start at 7 p.m. tonight. Normally it starts at 6 p.m., but tonight it'll start at 7 p.m. tonight, and we're going to have our corporate prayer time for the Holy Ghost weekend. And uh, so get online with us. Even if you don't go to Boomerang, get online and pray with us tonight at 7 p.m. We'll look forward to seeing you there. We love you so much. Barrett's going to wrap things up. I'll see you next week. It's going to be awesome. Here she is. Amen. We just thank you so much for sowing and partnering with this ministry. God is good. And before we wrap, we wrap up, I want to pray over the seed that you have sown for it to be returned back to you quickly. Lord, for every person who has sown into this broadcast in the name of Jesus, let their seed be multiplied back to them quickly. Let a quick manifestation off of today's seed take place now. Lord, as they honor you, with the first fruits of their harvest. Lord, as they honor you with their seed in this first month during this fast of this brand new year, let the rest of the year be marked by their giving, by their sowing, and by their offering in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, press down, shaken together, running over. May it return back to them 30, 60, 100 fold in the name of Jesus. And all week long, you know, when I've been praying about that, what I believe I've heard the Father say is as we honor him in this first part of the year with our finances, watch what he'll do through the rest of the year with our finances. And that's going to be your story. What you sow, especially today, because the Lord's having us talk about it today, what you sow, the Lord's going to do a work, a supernatural work through your seed. And it's going to be a quick work in the name of Jesus. Well, we thank you so much. As we told you earlier, and Pastor just mentioned it again, Ted Shuttlesworth, Junior Evangelist. Ted is going to be in with us here at Boomerang Sunday night, one night only before kickstart at 4 p.m. here at Boomerang. We would like to invite you to be a part of that. You're welcome to drive down and be a part. Send us messages if you have questions on places to stay. Tonight's prayer night is going to be online only at 7 p.m. So you are able to be a part of it no matter where you are in the world. Soul winning 
Saturday is still planned for tomorrow. At this point, if anything changes, we'll let you know. But we love you so much. Thanks for being with us this week for fasting. And we'll see you next week, bright and early, Monday morning at 1130 a.m. We love you. Have a great day.